Welcome to the Northbrook United Methodist Church podcast. We are a congregation in Roswell, Georgia, seeking to encounter God, love each other, and serve our community. And we're seeking to do all of that together. Hey, everybody, this is Andrew Chapel, and I'm here with a super special guest, Bruce Longino. Uh, who is here to talk about some cool technology that was just installed in our sanctuary. Um, Bruce, it's great to have you on the podcast. Thank you. Um, first off, Bruce, I just want to get a little bit of history of you and Lynn and your family with Northbrook. So tell me a little bit about your history with Northbrook. Okay, I guess uh, probably about 40 years ago, uh, John Simmons knocked on our door, you know, and, and wanted to know if we'd come to, come to church. And the, at the time, the church was meeting in the uh, Roswell Mall, which I, I don't even think it's there anymore. But uh, during that period of time, um, we had to pull out the chairs, and probably similar to what we're doing in the chapel nowadays, and then put them up every, every, after the service. And during that period of time, it was a small group, small group, uh, really, really enjoyed it and uh, and so we've been we've been members here for over forty years. We were not in the what do you call the first people, the charter members. Mm-hmm. We were not charter members, but we came right after they had that uh, ceremony. And uh, I'll just tell you this: John Simmons, great individual, great individual, went to Georgia Tech just like I did, and so we had some uh, some things in common. And then so we've stayed here all that time. We left a couple of times. In fact, uh, one time we left just because, like two two ministers in a row, I just didn't I didn't ha- have anything in common with the ministers and didn't get anything out of the sermons. And uh, so we we quit coming. And I realized that's that's wrong. You should come to church not for the minister, but you know f- for the service and to, to be there. But still, we did we quit, we quit coming. And uh, I was in a Kroger, actually, when a lady from our Sunday school said, Bruce, you and Lynn need to come back to church. We've got a new minister, uh, Davis Chapel, and he's great. And so we said, okay, we'll come back and try it. So uh, we, we came back, and I'll, I'll never forget, because uh, my kids who are grown now were pretty young, and uh, I remember sitting in the service, the first sermon that Davis uh, taught was a uh, big T, little T. Uh, big T is uh, you tell the truth no matter what. Little T is you tell the truth if it's convenient. He used the example of Nelson Mandela, where Nelson Mandela was, was in prison for preaching apart, uh, not preaching against apartheid. And uh, the powers that be came to him and said, if you just quit preaching against it, will let you out of prison. And he said, no. And so he stayed in prison for another five years. Okay, so after that service, I was, I was hooked. And my youngest daughter at the time, who's now, she's 35, she was probably six or seven, wrote a letter to Davis saying, it's the first time I saw my father stay awake during the service. <laughs> you know, so, uh, you know, we've been here a long time. And I'll just I'll just say this that uh, there's never been a better total group of people you know with all the ministers and staff here there's never been any 
any better. It's great, and that's why we continue to come to church, and we we love the church. We love the people, and so we we miss being in church. And so uh, one of the one of the things that Lynn and I decided to do, since we missed it so much, when we when we come back, we want to make it as safe as possible. And so I knew about this technology and. This technology won't make the sanctuary a sterile environment, but it kills uh, in the 90 plus percentage of, of viruses, bacteria, mm-hmm. and mold. And this this technology is not is not new. Uh, in fact, Albert Einstein uh, invented one of the first first uh, generators, ion generators, and his he he did that because his sister had tuberculosis. And was in the uh, what it, the, the wisdom at the time was to go up in the mountains and up in the mountains to a clinic, and she actually recovered. And you know, you and I don't know why that would happen. You know, we just go, oh, uh, the mountains are good. You know, but he, uh, being the uh, smart as he was, he knew it was the ions in the air. And the ions are, are very dense up in the in the mountains because the solar radiation is uh, stronger. And the the reason that what the ions we're talking about here, and I hate, I don't mean to be geeky, but <laughs> but I've got to explain sure. what they are. Okay, what it is, uh, the water molecule H2O. If there's enough energy exerted on it, will split into ions. Uh, It'll be a positive hydrogen atom and a negative OH molecule. And the, the ions that are generated are go out by the tr- trillions, and it's called nature sanitizers. So up in the mountains, you know, Einstein knew that that's why his sister got better from tuberculosis because she was breathing in the ions all the time. So anyway, the technology, I, I became familiar with it about 11 years ago. And I'm in the HVAC industry. And what what actually happened, how I got involved with it, was that um, the indoor, the, there are two ways to comply with uh, the ventilation, ventilation rate in commercial buildings. One way uh, is called ventilation rate procedure, that in a particular type of building, it's so many CFM per person, so many CFM of outside air per person, so many CFM per square foot. CFM? Yeah, CFM, cubic feet per minute. Okay. Sorry. No. And uh, so you add those two together. And then as an example, in a school, mm-hmm. it, in, it ends up being about 15 cubic feet per minute of outside air being brought in. And it's being brought in basically to dilute what's called the contaminants of concern. Okay. Okay, the contaminants of concern are uh, like the kids give off body odor is a big part of it. And the building off gases, uh, volatile organic compounds off a of carpet, drapes, whatever, anything plastic. So when I was first exposed to the te- technology, the uh, ASHRAE, which is the society that tells uh, heating and air conditioning engineers how to, how to design proper systems, mm-hmm. said that you can either use the ventilation rate procedure, which would be 15 cubic feet per minute of outside air to dilute the contaminants, or you can come up with a system that would clean the contaminants of concern out of the air. And that's where the bipolar ionization came from. 
that it cleans the contaminants of concern out of the air by generating the ions that I talked about that occur in the mountains. And they also occur at the seashore with the wave action. And basically, the wave action adds energy to the water molecule and splits it apart into ions. And just so you know what an ion is, if you remember high school chemistry, an ion is an atom or a molecule that has one too many electrons or one too few. If it's one too few, uh, then it's a positive ion. If it's one too many, it's a negative ion. So what, what this technology does, it splits apart the water molecule and creates all these ions. Now, in, in our sanctuary, uh, for the big area, the, the large area, we have three major air handlers. So we put this system in all three of those air handlers. So it will be, it will be sending trillions and trillions of ions out as the air moves into the sanctuary. Now, those ions will kill viruses, bacteria, mold, spores in the air and on surfaces. Okay, so when we finally do get back to church, you still don't shake hands. You still don't hug each other. Right. You just can't. Right now, we can't do that. Right. And uh, it, it doesn't create a sterile environment, but it will kill, you know, 90% of the, the viruses out there on surfaces as, and in the air. So it will not make it totally safe. Uh, that's why I say you can't. You still can't hug each other. Sure. And uh, cough on each other and this type of thing. But, but it it's will, a big step in the yeah, right direction. It's, it absolutely Huge. is. And because of how the technology works, I'll just give you an example. All the major schools in Georgia use it. Okay. And uh, I give uh, Cobb County, Fulton County, uh, Gwinnett County, Hall County, all over. They use it with, uh, with one major exception, uh, Forsyth County. Doesn't doesn't use it. And just recently, I did a did a study. Went back and looked at the uh, attendance of the schools. Mm-hmm. I compared Cobb County to uh, Forsyth County, and the, if Forsyth County had as has low of uh, absenteeism as Cobb County, there would be three hundred more kids in class per day. Hmm. Okay, then, and that's that's important for a lot of reasons. I mean, people miss school for a lot of things, but people miss school because they're sick. Right. Okay, so if 300 more kids show up per day, uh, these school systems get paid by the federal government, by the state government, and county government based on the daily average attendance. Okay, and I researched, well, how much how much do kids cost? And on I, a figure I found was uh, $10,000 you know, per student per year. So if you had on average 300 more students at, in attendance, that would be $3 million more of a, uh, additional funding. So if anybody listening to this is in <laughs> Forsyth County, you need to talk to them about getting uh, what's called bipolar ionization installed. So that's, that's kind of how, mm-hmm. how I got involved and the the technology we use it all the time on schools especially and in in, in office buildings and it has taken on a uh, a life of its own during this right. pandemic yeah. because everybody's everybody's uh wanting to get it installed in fact i had a 
I had a call or an email last night from a lady that runs a hot yoga Uh studio. And so she said she had heard about it, and what could I tell her about it, blah, blah, blah. And I assumed that she was worried about body odor. Mm -hmm. And so I explained how how the ions uh, kill body odor. And I'll I'll just tell you, I'm not trying to be geeky, but this is just what happens. Yeah. Okay, one of the biggest components of body odor is ammonia. And ammonia is NH3. That's one nitrogen atom surrounded by three hydrogen atoms. That makes an ammonia molecule. Okay, these ions that I discussed, the You've got the hydrogen positive ion, and you've got the OH negative molecules out there. Well, those OHs really want to be water again, so they they pluck off those hydrogens off of that ammonia molecule, pluck off the hydrogens, and leave the nitrogen. And so now you've turned something that was uh, very smelly, an ammonia, you've turned it into water and nitrogen that has no odor at all. Well, after I went into this uh, big dissertation about it, she said, well, I, I'm not that interested in that. I'm interested in, the, in killing viruses. You know, so I, th- I thought, yeah. surely, that's what she was interested in. And she, she said her clients were very educated people, and to get them to come back, they have to be assured that, that they're as, as safe as possible. And there again, I'll emphasize, as safe as possible. You know, you're doing, uh, by the church having this, they're doing the best they can to keep the air clean and keep you safe when you when you attend here. And in in fact, I've told uh, I've told the ministers here that you need to turn the system on at least an hour ahead of time okay. uh, to get the to get the ions out there and, and kill any uh, viruses yeah. and bacteria and everything. Okay. And in 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 my home, I never turn it off. It's on right. continuously, and the fan runs continuously. But here, the energy consumption on these three big air handlers would be too much. Yeah. So um, that's why I've been involved in it. That's why I believe in it. And and I'll just give you an example about how I know, uh, not just from the tests from third party, uh, we installed this system in uh, Salvation Army homeless shelter called the Red Shield in downtown Atlanta. Mm-hmm. The Red Shield, they take in up to 340 homeless people a night, and they feed them, uh, give them a place to sleep, and they give them a place to shower. And uh, I got involved because Bob Keston, who uh, uh, hired me 40 years ago at Mingledorf's, he said uh, he wanted to talk to them about putting the system in there because the odors were terrible. And, and during the flu season, everybody got sick. Because people are sleeping in their, you know, in uh, bunk beds right next to each other. There's no spatial, there's, there's no social distancing at this homeless shelter, yeah. put it that way. Yeah. So we put the system in, and after about a year of being installed, I was at an open house, and the lady uh, that runs the place came up to me and said, Bruce, we love the system. The odor is totally gone. And she said, and more important than that, during flu season, we only had three people get the flu, oh, wow. you know, so it, it, it helps. And yeah. so that's, that's why Lynn and I felt compelled since we had access to this system to put it in the church. Well, it's, it's incredible and um, super appreciative of your knowledge and just the installation and making sure this place is as safe as it could be. Quick question, Bruce. So if I'm, 
if I need some fresh air, then I could just, instead of going up to the mountains, turn on this, crank this system up, come in here after an hour and just breathe in some mountain air? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you still need oxygen, yeah. Andrew. Absolutely. And, and in fact, the, uh, the software that we have, uh, actually, you, you put the CF cubic feet per minute that you want to bring into a building, and it, the software will tell you that the contaminants of concern are below a certain oh, level. Wow. And uh, so the, the owner of this company and I were going back and forth about it. And I said, uh, you know, I never recommend lower than five cubic feet per minute. And he said, you can go down to two. And I said, and I said well, you need oxygen. And he said, <laughs> O2 is overrated. You know? <laughs> so, um, but, but anyway, the, I, I've been around the system for 11 years. Uh, and had a, it's, I've been really uh, proud to be associated with it because of the good it does. And, yeah. uh, you know, kids, kids, in fact, we've done uh, additions to schools in certain counties. And when the addition goes in and it has this technology with 5 CFM cubic feet per minute only of outside air, and the existing systems have 15 CFM cubic feet per minute of outside air, the teachers in the old part of the building complain that it just smells fresher mm. in, uh, in, the, in the new area. And that's what it is because it takes these odors out of the air, you know, and it, and it is uh, a fresh environment. For those of you who may not have understood any of that <laughs> uh, or who are learning like me, um, Bruce, I'm just going to sum up just to make sure I understand. The technology that you installed, which is bipolar ionization, uh, on our HVAC units, uh, when it comes in, when the air comes in, it's, uh, the process eliminates odors, and the, that air also uh, that comes into the sanctuary will eliminate viruses, bacteria, mold. Uh, not, not, el not eliminate. Not eliminate. Reduce. Reduce. Um, and uh, make it as safe as it can be. Yes. Um, with uh, that. I'll leave you. I'll t there's an acronym uh, oh, yeah. Okay, the acronym is POPE, P-O-P-E. Okay, the first P in POPE is particulates. And this, this is more important than you would, you would think. Okay, we've all walked uh, through, a, through a building or our house, and the bright sunshine is shining through the window, and you see this haze of dust in the, in the air. Now, what those dust particles are, they are so tiny, they don't have enough... Um, mass to precipitate out and be and be vacuumed up or mopped up and they don't have enough surface area for the air to carry them back to the filters so they just hang there forever now the bad thing about it is they're really tiny particles and when we breathe really tiny particles they go in the deepest uh, crevices of our lungs and so they're they are they're bad and so what this what this technology does because, like I said, there are trillions of positive and negative ions that are in the air. Okay, those positive and negative ions find real small dust particles, and they positively or negatively charge them. Okay, once they do that, they start to what's called agglomerate. Okay, these, these small particles uh, group together and become bigger and bigger and bigger until finally they're, they have enough mass to where they precipitate out or enough uh, surface area to where they go back to and be filtered out of the air. So that's the first P. This, then the O of Pope 
is odors, and it's odors, uh, not just, I, I'll assure you, it takes out good odors, not not just bad odors. I had people complain that uh, when their wife uh, cooked cinnamon buns, nobody could smell it, and so I, I told them, there's a switch, turn it off, you know, but so that's the the uh, the second P, excuse me, the O, the, the second P is pathogens. Now, this is something that kind of uh, confuses people or makes them concerned is, okay, well, if it kills a pathogen, what is it going to do to me? Well, here, here's the reason it doesn't harm you. It's, it's almost like the hand sanitizer. The hand sanitizer that you use with, with the alcohol does not hurt you, okay, because you're a multi-cell being, but the single-cell uh, organisms like viruses, bacteria, and uh, mold spores, it steals hydrogen away from them, and they cannot reproduce, and so they basically die. So that's the the second P, is pathogens. And then the last uh, E for the acronym of POPE is for energy savings. Okay, in the, the in the sanctuary, and I'm, I'll work with the people, the servicing agent, because you don't need as much outside air, you can reduce the amount of outside air being brought in which re- reduce the money we spend on heating and cooling that air. So if, if you're interested in the technology, just remember the acronym POPE. Absolutely. Um, and we're excited about it because, again, as we look into the process of what it looks like to reopen the building, obviously the church has always been open because we are the church, but as we look forward to opening the physical location of the church, um, this is a huge, huge benefit um, and Bruce, we're, we thank you a lot. And it's also been a pleasure to kind of talk to you in your element. You've yeah. been throwing out all these, all the chemistry that I'd, I'd forgotten. Yeah. And uh, so it's really cool to sit with you because I haven't seen you um, but twice in the last couple months. That's right. And uh, One was to get barbecue. One yeah. was to get barbecue this yeah. past Sunday. Um, so thank you so much for all you have done. You're um, welcome. Thank you for your involvement with this church and for... Um, really helping us to be proactive and making it as safe as we can. Um, So thank you, Bruce. And as always, uh, I want to make sure you know that uh, on Sundays, uh, you can find us at NorthbrookUMC.com where we have online worship. Uh, We will have that for the duration of June as well. uh, And we will notify you, uh, make sure you all know what our plans are as they continue Uh, to reopen the physical location uh, at Northbrook. But Bruce, again, we thank you uh, for what you've done. Thank you for sitting with us and uh, look forward to seeing you when it's not just the two of us. Uh, I look forward to it. It's good to see you, but I'd like to see everybody else. Yes, sir. (laughs) I understand. So Northbrook, uh, thanks for listening and we will see you soon.